This is the Positive Psychology Podcast, episode 50. Welcome to the Positive Psychology Podcast, bringing your earbuds the science of the good life. And now, your host, Kristen Trumpy. Hey, hey, welcome to episode 50, and not only is it this nice round number, it's actually the one-year university, university, what am I saying, anniversary of the Positive Psychology Podcast. It's precisely a year ago, or let's say on the 10th of August, it's a year ago, that I was in the middle of my master thesis and had no time for anything, and, but one problem, I was super pregnant, I was pregnant with this podcast and I couldn't go to sleep. I just woke up one night and the only way I knew I could go to sleep was by writing down the 80 plus episode ideas I had back then. So there you have it. Today what I'd like to do is I will let you in on a coaching call I had with Sonia and um, the topic is changing your inner dialogue and we'll really go through how we were working on changing how she thought about particular events that had happened to her and it is my hope that you kind of get to see what these coaching calls are like just because maybe you have wondered what is it like if you work together with someone and information itself it's not something that is brand new and has been never been talked about obviously if you for example go to the resilience episode 35 I believe it is you will visit you know there will be a lot of concepts that we use um, from that however it is my hope that by having it actually spelled out and using real-life examples it will help you to gain yet another sort of insight into how you can use the positive psychology podcast to work through certain issues you might have or in case you don't feel like doing that by yourself well there you go talk to me ha shameless plug i waited 50 episodes to do that so i feel that's pretty okay all right so let's get going here we go in positive psychology there is this concept about uh, that's called resiliency. Mm-hmm. And it is, I feel, kind of the foundation to work with strengths. Because I feel that, you know, I think working with strengths is great. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm i happy that you've already seen some effects. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I also feel we have to do, sometimes we need to start before that. Okay. And that's precisely what you just said. You said you drive yourself crazy with the beliefs you have. Yes. the fears you have, mm-hmm. all right? So I don't think that personally strengths alone have the answer to this, but resiliency, I feel, can go quite a long way. Mm-hmm. So in resiliency, it's really kind of, a, you know, the in a nutshell, it's really about identifying the kind of thoughts and understanding that what freaks us out, what makes life hard is often, not always, but Mm -hmm. often our interpretation of what is happening. Yes. But not the actual thing. So it's our own responses that undermine us. I 100% agree with you. 
Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I really do. Mm-hmm. So, so I feel that when we kind of take a step back from the strengths mm-hmm. and maybe look at the kind of thoughts that come to you and not in a counseling way, you know, mm-hmm. not as in, you know, not in terms of spending like hours and hours talking about them, but more mm-hmm. identifying them mm-hmm. than kind of seeing, okay, what situations trigger this? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of figuring out, all right, what would be a more neutral response first? And okay. then eventually, once you kind of get down to the more neutral response, what would be a more positive response? Okay. Does this sound like something you would like to do? Definitely, 100%. And then I think once we kind of go down to that, then we, you know, once you go on to more neutral ground, mm-hmm. I think then we can kind of take a look back at the strengths. Okay, cool. And And be like, all right, so... Now, here, from here, what can we do? Yes, I like that. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Resiliency, you said. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. What we would do first is, if you want to, mm-hmm. you have to tell me if, it's, if it feels more comfortable and if you need time, basically. This really time issue, because sometimes people can just come up with examples really quickly. And mm-hmm. sometimes people say, like, no, 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 I need to think about this. I need a couple of days to write stuff down, and then I'll get back to you. So I think so that we can kind of work on these thought patterns and the triggers, which Mm -hmm. make things a little bit hard for you in the self-confidence department. It would be kind of important to kind of get first a little collection Mm -hmm. of the kind of thoughts, if you are comfortable sharing that. Yes, I am. Yeah? Yes. Do you think you can do that now or do you think you need some time to kind of... I can think of two thoughts now. All right. Okay. One is to do with my personal life and one is to do with my work life. Okay. Okay. So the work life one is um, um, there's a role, a potential role in my company and okay. I really want it. Okay. Um, but it hasn't been advertised yet. Um, but I know about this role because I know the girl who's leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, she's, on mater- she's going on maternity leave, but they don't want her to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is unfortunate for her, but she, we get on very well. So I told her that if she's definitely not coming back and she's happy not to come back, that I would definitely like to apply mm-hmm. for her role. So I approached her boss and I just told her that um, I had, you know, heard from this person that the role may be becoming available and that I'd like to have a sit down and have a chat with her. Mm-hmm. So she thanked me for coming to her. Now, she's a very senior person in the company. She's a global head. And um, so that was fun. We were meant to meet the next week. But then two minutes before our conversation, she sent me a quick message to say, oh, hey, Sonia, listen, I'm up to my ears, whatever, with work. Can we reschedule this? Mm -hmm. And she has rescheduled it to tomorrow, actually, which is two weeks after the original date. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, she's doing this now just so that she doesn't have to hire me. Um... Um, and so that she'll find someone else in in the meantime. So she has these two weeks to find someone she really wants and so that she won't feel the pressure to to put me through the process. So I started thinking all of these negative things, that she doesn't want me, just all these negative, negative things. And then about three days later, um, I found out from this girl who works with her now that she was actually traveling for a week and a half of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, And also she has lots of meetings and things. So really, I think... I'm my, wor- my, I'm my own worst enemy because I didn't know she was traveling. I just assumed she was making up excuses. And it's not that I don't trust people. It's just that I have, um, I question my ability. Does she think I w- wouldn't be able for the role? And 
La la la. So that's one example. I don't know if, that, if that's a good example. That's or not. an absolutely perfect example. We can okay. definitely work with that. Okay, cool. And then my second example, I actually don't even know what time it is now. So you just tell me when to stop talking. <laughs> sure. Um, so the second example is in my personal life. So I had mentioned to you before that I broke up with my, uh, my fiance. That happened um, like before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so then in February, which is very soon, I knew, um, I started seeing someone else. And this was around the time when I felt very confident. I joined this running group and this was one of the guys in the running group. And after about two weeks of being in this group, we got together mm-hmm. and it was just a bit of fun. Um, and he's coming out of a marriage. He has two children. So for me, I was like, yep, this is my rebound. It's a bit of fun, et cetera, et cetera. So we so were seeing each other for three months. We were exclusive, not seeing anyone else. Um, and I just felt he wasn't ready. And the fact that he has two children and he's still going through a divorce, it was just too much baggage for me. So I had just a, a week ago, I told him that we should um, try being friends. Um, and that if and I asked him that if he planned on being with any of, uh, excuse me any of the other runners, I would want to know because I would not want to be blindsided that it would hurt me. Mm-hmm. And he had said, no, 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 you'll be with someone before me. And I was like, no, I, I wouldn't do that. So I said, that's one thing I ask of you. So literally uh, a week later, we were at our running group again um, and I had organized the run. I'd organized the trail and everything. Um, and we went to a restaurant afterwards. We were all drinking beer. Everyone got a bit merry and happy. And at the end of the night, like we'd been flirting all night and everything. And at the end of the night, he got into a taxi with another girl. And that was just a week after we finished. And since that happened, it was like five days ago, I cannot get the picture of him and her together out of my head. And now really, they may be together. And if they are, that's fine. That's their thing. But I'm just, I have all these all these assumptions of what they're doing now they're together and I just I wish I could get out of my head and I'm just I have a story made up for him and her and in my head they're they're going to get married and and it's I'm just again my own worst enemy because I know I made the right choice when I made the choice for us to be friends but it's this the thought pattern that I'm allowing myself to have is just so foolish and stupid I think so that's again how my mind goes crazy okay Mm. All right. So first of all, before we start, I'd like to kind of clarify, and I'm pretty sure this is not different in Ireland from Switzerland and actually most places I've heard of. Yes. That people always think it's them. You know, it's like your mind is your enemy. And I just want to say that, you know, we are not taught these things in school. And most parents would probably teach us if they knew themselves, but they don't. Mm hmm. So I think that's important to know that this is not about, you know, something that's wrong with you or, or, you know, like, because you kind of place the emphasis on yourself quite a lot when you talk about these things. And this is really, you know, it's, it's pretty much a societal prob- problem. And I haven't really met, you know, anyone who comes from a country where they say like, oh, they teach this stuff at school. You know, nobody, you know, some people kind of, you know, happen to figure it out somehow by themselves. Yeah. You know, like maybe... Maybe they study, maybe they are lucky, I don't know. But this is really something that affects all of us. Yeah. So so, th- so that's important to, you know, as we start out. It's not really your mind that's your enemy and it's your fault. And it's none of that. We, we don't learn it at school. We don't learn it. Our parents would teach us, but they often don't know themselves. Yes. And uh, media doesn't teach us. Nobody does. Yeah. So. Someone needs to teach us. Who? 
someone someone needs to teach us exactly so mm-hmm. so that's i think that's just important to preface what we're t- what we'll talk about afterwards just because i think it helps if we know that it's not you know definitely it's not your fault or your parents fault or anyone's fault it's just that our rea- our society's not yet sensitive to this and mm-hmm. i believe once we are you know once the majority of us are then we'll definitely do something about it okay cool okay mm-hmm. so so there are two, okay, two very different things. I think I'd like to start with the 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 last one because it's a little bit more emotionally tense. And, yes. And um, I think I'd like to preface that again, saying that you know when it comes to before we can work on the beliefs and all of that, there is this concept of you know emotional first aid. Mm-hmm. that I like as an image and this is the territory that I don't feel comfortable about you know talking you walking you through this whole process because that's something that's more of a counselor or a therapist's job okay. all right yes. but basically the idea is that if you if you are hurt physically most of us have you know know that you kind of you have to if you're bleeding you kind of you kind of want to clean the wound out you want to stop the bleeding, you want to put something on there, maybe some ointment, Mm -hmm. and definitely make sure that you create the conditions that this thing can heal, all Mm -hmm. right? And um, the psychiatrist from New York basically said, well, we have to do the same things for emotions, all right? So if you have this image that's hurting you, Mm -hmm. you kind of need to think about ways that you can clean the wound and take care of it. And what we often tend to do, again, this is not you, that's, mm-hmm. um, that's just what most people tend to do is kind of in that situation beat themselves up even more. You know, and, and that, if again, if you think about it from a physical point of view, most of us would not, if you already have a plaster, you know, and it's already bleeding and everything, most of us would probably not try to put a knife in it or something, right? Mm-hmm. But emotionally, we tend to do that sometimes. So in terms of before you can really, it it helps to kind of think about how can you, from an emotional point of view, give yourself the cleaning and the ointment that you need. Mm -hmm. And again, that's not something that I am trained in. Okay. That's just something that I'm telling you um, that I feel is important. And if you, not necessarily just about this, if you ever feel that, you know, this concept of you know emotional emergency aid or first aid if you feel that you need help with that i you know please go and see someone who's more trained than i am yes no i would (laughs) i'm not i'm not going to jump out of a window and it's no no i'm not you know i'm just saying that you know i feel it's important that people know about this concept yeah and i think you know a lot of i think if you once you're kind of sensitive to it and you have this idea that there is a wound and mm-hmm. you, you, you might, that alone might even make it easier for you to not, you know, add to that and beat yourself up, but even just be like, okay, now, right now, um, I need to soothe myself. Right now, I need to, as if this were a physical wound. So that's yeah. just something that I felt I wanted to say to you. Okay, thank you. That's and, so nice. And then we can move on to the stuff that I do feel comfortable about, which is the kind of thoughts all right so you were talking about the boss and the rescheduling yes. all right yes 
So you, you said, well, she's doing this, so she doesn't have time to hire me, so she can find someone else. Yes. All right. So I would like you to try to come up, and you can do this either now, Mm-hmm. Or if you find it hard and you feel you're put on the spot, try to do it at home. Mm-hmm. That you come up with, what shall we say, 10 alternatives to this story. <laughs> okay. I love that. That is so cool. I can even do that with my previous thing, my previous emotional um, first aid thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These skills are transferable. <laughs> yes. I'm going to do that with that as well, actually. Okay, so yeah, I can do that easy. Yeah. Do you well, want to do it now or you want to do it in the quiet of your home when you have a couple of minutes to write it down, maybe? Well, I could even do it. Well, it's up to you, but I could come up with a few, maybe not 10. Mm-hmm. All right, give it a go. Okay, so she told me that she had um, some budgetary things that she was working on. Mm-hmm. Perhaps she actually did. And to be <laughs> honest, she probably did. All right. Because there was a big meeting the next day. Um she well i'm just thinking what actually happened because she didn't have time that day um i can't think of 10 other things i can just think of one that she actually was honest all right fine so think about it something similar and you didn't know all right you don't know what happened you're not sure you know maybe there is this possibility that she doesn't like you but you just don't know okay so i'll give so okay so other possibilities um she's okay i have some she has heard stories about me Mm -hmm. not being a good worker Mm mm-hmm um, she doesn't like how I present in work, like how I look in work, and I don't look professional for her. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't like me because I'm coming from internal audit, mm-hmm. and everyone hates internal audit. Um, she doesn't want me because she thinks that I will take all the information from her department and give it to internal audit. Um, these are actually real things, I thought. She doesn't want to hire me because my boss is actually very difficult and already four people have left our department, so she doesn't want me to leave as well. And the last one remaining, it's all new people. Um, She doesn't want to hire me because she thinks my boss will be angry for her poaching me. So if you think about now, I I see you have no trouble coming up with the ones which are stacked against you or the situation. So if you think about more neutral ones or maybe even positive ones for you. Oh, a positive one for me would be the one where she would be afraid to poach me from my boss because my boss is very happy with me and I always get very good reviews. Um, And the fact that he is a difficult person to work with and I work very well with him. I'm... Mm -hmm. It's extremely easy for me to work with him. But three people from my department have already left the yeah. company because they can't work with him. So for her, it, I'm just me giving myself a compliment that she maybe wants me to stay where I am because it's hard to find people who will stay in our team mm-hmm. because of my boss. Right. But I think he's fantastic. So <laughs> um, so that's a positive one, I think. Um, um, neutral, positive... Maybe this is neutral that she has someone else in mind that she would like to hire and she hadn't thought about me. Okay. Um, Another one I'm thinking, she has some people that work in her department and they're like her, they're very close to her. This is probably a negative one, but maybe they don't like me. Okay. 
Um, but I don't think these things are true because I mean, I'm just my, if, if they are, I mean, it would be really stupid. It's just my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of any other reasons. Yeah. How about, you know, maybe some things to do with how she felt that day that may not have a lot to do with you. Ah, she may have felt she didn't have the energy to explain the role to me. Mm-hmm. Perhaps she didn't have a clear idea of what the new role would look like because in the current role that this girl has that I want, it's not a very busy role and that's why I think I would like it because I would like to grow the role and make it much bigger. Mm-hmm. So maybe she didn't have an idea herself of what she feels she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she was having a bad day because I've heard, I don't know if it's true, but that she has a, um, a sick daughter. Okay. So maybe she just wasn't emotionally available that day or not 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 emotionally but just not available for people that day and she was happy to stick her head in budgets and numbers and that was her way of dealing with stuff at home maybe mm-hmm. um so yeah maybe she had stuff to deal with right okay so you see you already came up with let me put a little number on this so that's 14 possibilities okay <laughs> <laughs> i can talk no, it's I'm not very a very busy mind, very busy mind. I never stop thinking. Oh, well, you're pretty quick and up on your feet. That's what I would say. I would probably need a little bit more time to reflect, but you were very fast. Okay. Which is actually helpful because if you come, you know, if you encounter a similar situation mm-hmm. and if you kind of try to do this exercise in your mind of trying to come up with many, many different explanations Mm -hmm. you will actually you know might be able to actually do it you know pretty fast because you're fast right i like that i'm I'm actually going to use it with my other uh, my other example i'm going to use this myself i'm going to go think of okay what are the reasons that this happened i'm going to think of this person and think of how where he was that day not just me Mm -hmm. yeah i like that right so the next step would be you know there are some of the examples that you took were maybe could be a challenge to your to your own self-confidence right mm-hmm. so for example if if she thinks that your looks are not professional or she's heard stories about you not being a good worker so the next step so the first step is kind of to come up with alternatives right mm-hmm that's the first one and the second would be like all right let's do a reality check with these things Yes. Okay. And especially, you know, be particularly hard on the reality check on those which are either neutral or bad for you. Okay. Because the ones which are good for you, we'll just leave those alone. Okay. All right. So you said perhaps she actually told the truth. That's that's what you know that happened. Um, so... Let's say she is doing this so she doesn't have to hire me, so she can find someone else. How likely is this? To be honest, I don't think it's really likely because, I mean, I really think I'm a good fit for this role because I've about, I have like between, I think about eight years experience that I can bring to to that role. Um... um, I don't know really. I mean, maybe she has an idea of someone else. I mean, that's something I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it could be a reality. 
Okay, so you don't know about... So the part about she that she doesn't want to hire you is unlikely from what you know. I think that's unrealistic for me exactly. to have thought that. It was really stupid because she hasn't had the conversation with me. She hasn't... I haven't got a proper feel for the whole, whole thing. So it, it was a fool... Not foolish, but it was... um an incorrect thing of me to think mm -hmm. when okay. I think about it. Now, speaking about it, I can say that. Okay. Yeah. Right. So if you come up with, she heard stories about you not being a good worker. How likely is that? That's extremely unlikely because I always do the best I can in work and I always get good feedback. So that's not, that's not even remotely possible. I mean, that's just me being silly again. So what about your looks are not professional? How likely is that? I think that's um, that's not very likely either. Um, because I all, I mean, even if I don't, I mean, I, I'm always professional. I, I, I never go into work in jeans. I always wear like pants, like trousers. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I don't know if you say pants or trousers, but I wear trousers, um, jackets. Um, maybe sometimes I just wear flat shoes, which I, I think that's okay, but... In the last three weeks, I've been wearing heels, not very high ones, but kind of little stiletto heels, mm -hmm. just because maybe I might look a little bit more professional. Um, I had read somewhere, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. So I started wearing heels. Mm -hmm. um, and it's actually made me feel good. I feel like, yes, I'm ready for this job. So let's see. Okay. So I have really been trying to work on my, my insecurities and, and things. Which cool. is why when I saw your email about the strengths, I was like, I'm, I want to do this. I want to do this. <laughs> cool, cool. So how would you, you know, you also said like maybe everybody hates internal audit. How would you like to work for a boss who can't differentiate, you know, who just generalizes and stereotypes things? You know, if um, they would just be like... I wouldn't like to work for a boss who is like that. And yeah, I wouldn't like that. All right. Yeah. So even if that were true, mm -hmm. it's not really a problem for you, right? Yeah, no, it's not. And the thing is that internal audit, in the last year, we have changed the, the perception. We've become a business partner. Um, and we're involved in so many different areas where before people wouldn't speak to us. So that that's from my boss and myself. We have done that. Um, so no one really hates us now. But definitely when I started, our department was hated. People wouldn't even come in and say hi, whereas now people come in, they chat, and we're very open to everyone. Um, so I don't know if that's, I'm going off topic there. Maybe. No, actually, I think that's interesting. And I think that those kind of transformation, especially if it had something to do with you. Yes, definitely. Even when my boss hired me, he said that that's one of the main reasons he hired me, because he thought I could do that. You could turn the reputation of a whole department around by yourself with his help well both of us together so he's my boss so it's really him and but I'm he's there. the difficult one apparently right so nobody can work with him so it's yeah. two people and one is perceived as a difficult one so it makes you look rather good right maybe yes <laughs> people are nice to me in the company I, I people are nice so i think yeah i'm 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 do my best to come across as a, an approachable department and an approachable area yeah okay so i think you get the image right mm -hmm. with this whole reality check kind of thing yes so uh, reality check so what if you know are any of these that you said are they you know because sometimes we don't come now it was easy right now you just said like well if i think about it none of these things are actually quite reasonable mm -hmm. but sometimes we come you know sometimes one of these 
possible explanations might make us feel bad because they, you know, maybe there's a little grain of truth in it. Mm-hmm. Right? So yes. is there any of the ones that you just said that you feel like maybe there's a grain of truth? You said maybe she wants, she, she is looking, she had someone else in mind, for example, or something like that. Well, you know, the one, the part that I would think maybe there's a grain of truth would be maybe that I'm not good at my job. And that has to do with the project I was working on, that Excel thing. Mm -hmm. But there's no way she ever would have heard about it. And as well as it, it doesn't impact the team. It's something I was working on personally with mm -hmm. regard to how we could figure out budgets, my own little take on how we could work with it. Mm -hmm. um, so that, and I, fe I felt I was a failure for not figuring this out, even though it, I didn't have to figure it out. It was mm -hmm. just me. I wanted to figure it out. Um, so that, but there's no way she could know about that. And even my boss doesn't even know about it because he doesn't even know I'm working on it. Uh -huh. Um, so it's just my, I don't know what it is really. Um, and then what were, yeah, maybe she knows someone externally that she would like to take into the company. Um, or maybe she might know someone else, um, with a similar background to me that she would like or a similar background to the girl that's there. Mm -hmm. But I think she wants someone different to the girl who's there because the person who's there, there is very approachable, very nice. Um, but I don't think that's enough. And I don't, I'm not criticizing anyone else because that, that's a strength. She has lots of strengths, but I think I could bring so much more to the role. Mm -hmm. I really do. And that's me being cocky now. But I you know, sometimes it's not cocky. Sometimes it's just, you know, different jobs have different, different requirements. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not being cocky. It's, you know, people are very comfortable saying like, oh, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that. And nobody says, it calls us out on it. Mm -hmm. But the moment you say like, you know what, objectively, I feel that maybe there are eight requirements and I fit six of them and the present person only fits four of them it's mm -hmm. you know it's it, it might be objectively true it's not yeah. cocky okay well i think it's objectively true what i'm saying then oh. yes so cool right that's gonna like it so basically what the next step would be so let's say you come up with something that you know some belief that is you know maybe a little threat to your self-esteem like let's say you know that there's someone I'm not saying this is true right so I don't yes. know and I don't think from what you said that this is true but let's just assume for yes. the sake of the argument to kind of build your mental self-defense muscles mm -hmm. right um, that there was someone who was maybe a little bit better than you and you know that that person would fit the role maybe uh, but you still want to go for it so you'd have this kind of thing that you know despite the reality check you can't dismiss it so kind of what do you do now in order to maintain your self-confidence? Is that a question for me? Yep. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just to remember exactly what, how, how you can do, how, how you fit the role best and try not to think about that other person. Let them fight their own corner. Okay. So, so one call it, should we call it kind of defense mechanism or something like that, mm -hmm. would be to just focus on self and not on other person. Yes. Can you think of anything else? Um, try and see where I think that person um, is stronger than me. Right. 
and then see if, if I can match that or can I offer something else? Mm -hmm. um, and what else? I don't know really because I think that if there is someone that a person is thinking about and if they are better, then it's hard to really compete with that, I think. Being do honest. you need to compete? I think you do if you really want something. Like okay. if I really want that role, I would have to compete with mm -hmm. that person. Maybe not go in there like fighting for it, but in my own mind, it's just a competition mm -hmm. between two people. Okay. For me. Mm -hmm. No, that's fine. I'm not questioning that. Oh, yeah. I'm oh. trying to figure out what can you do when you get into a situation where the reality check, mm -hmm. you know, gives you the result that you know what whatever is is kind of a little threat and it doesn't have to be big threat but even a little threat to your self-confidence how do you deal with it mm -hmm. to make sure that you know the self-confidence stays intact even if the battle is lost mm -hmm. yeah that's very true um I don't know how I, how I would cope with that if there was someone else internally and they went for the job and I went for the job and they got it. I would be upset and I would feel like a failure and I would feel like even my boss would probably question, well, why didn't she want Sonia? What was wrong with Sonia? Mm -hmm. And then he would even start to question my ability. Mm -hmm. That's really what I would think. And I have thought this over the last week. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that something you would like to address? That yeah. belief? Yes. All right. So I don't know how you could address that, though. All right. Well, we kind of have the same thing. So, if I don't get the job, mm -hmm. I am a failure. Mm -hmm. All right. So yeah. let's try to do the same thing that we just did, and think about what are the alternatives to you being a failure. And again, remember what you did before, right? Mm -hmm. When you came up with all these different explanations of why she was doing what she did. What are alternative explanations to not getting a job? Um, I don't know because I, <laughs> I'm more suited to this other job than my current job. Um, oh my gosh, I can't think of anything. I don't have 10 things, all 10 right. alternatives. Okay, so no, let's take it. Let's th let's switch it then. All right. Think about. Um, do you have a good friend, you know, or, or or like someone you're really close to? Yes. All right. So that person just came to you, mm -hmm. and said, "Sonia, I believe I'm a failure." What would you say to that person that you love? I would point out all the positive things that this person has in their life. Okay, go for it. So with this person, I would point out that she um, she went to college. She got a very good um, uh, qualification. She has worked very hard throughout her life. She now has a lovely husband and a lovely child. Um, there's more to life than this job. Um, yeah, just stuff like that, maybe. Like, just I would try and take it away from the job. And try and make her realize all the other good things she has in her life besides the job. Okay. I mean, that's when I think of this specific person. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking if it was me and if someone was telling me, then maybe they would point out to me that, look, you've done all these things and just because you didn't get this job, it's not the end of the day or end of the world. And yeah, and I would just 
look at all the positive things that are in my life and that I've done maybe that's what I would do if, if someone was talking to me that's what they might say to me maybe. okay so when you talk to yourself do you think you know considering that you can imagine what you would say to a beloved friend mm -hmm. what do you think of trying that same tone and content with yourself mm. okay I could do that yes I could do that but just with other things not with the job like a point try out. with whatever you can and you know what the smaller the better so should I do this now that's, that's probably something I mean yeah give me a few examples of how you do that so uh, that we're on the right you know that we're on the same page but that's something to actually start from today and possibly never finish hopefully your entire life yes um no i think i would just point at all the nice things that have, have happened in my life and yeah that would be it i think you know i've taken with so much of your time but I, how, how long are we on here we're on here over 50 minutes 50. Kristen. don't worry i like it to come to an organic end right oh, okay. so sometimes i think the first time you took a little bit less time this okay. time a little bit more if you don't have to rush off somewhere i'm fine no i don't have to rush all right so, sorry, where were we? I just So, we're talking about, no worries. So, we're talking about this idea that you talk to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you when you start, when you notice that you get into this mode of, I'm a failure, or any of that kind of talk, mm -hmm. that you try to think about someone you love mm -hmm. and think about what you would say to them in, if they were in the exact same situation as you are. Okay. Yeah, and then I was going to then decide to speak to myself in that same tone yep. and that same voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so if I didn't get this job and someone else got the job, then I would just tell myself, um, I would just say that, look, you really like the department you're working in. You have a wonderful team. Um, they really like you and your team. They appreciate your work. Um, um I bring a, a fun side to the team. It's a very serious team, so I bring a fun side to it, a light side, but I can be serious as well, but I do bring a, a light side to it. Um, and my team will be really happy that I that I don't leave because I do a good job for them. Um, and then I have to think about um, the good things that I have. I'm, I'm healthy and life is good and... I'm not in a, a, a war-torn country and yeah so I you know just think of positive things I think okay yeah so moving forward mm -hmm. what would you like to do until our next hang on do we have a next session a you know actual date so so what do you feel you'd like to maybe think about or do before you know for for before we talk again um, i think i want to start doing this thing where i do have this negative self-talk mm -hmm. um i actually i'm going to do some reading about this resilience thing because i even have like a big star around it when i wrote it i wrote it down and then this whole thing about emotional first aid mm -hmm. i just really want to look into that i think because i think sometimes i am my own, own worst enemy with my thoughts 
-hmm. So I think um, for me, I want to work on maybe if I have these negative thoughts, come up with alternatives. Okay, well, this is what I'm thinking, but let's think, okay, maybe not 10 alternatives, but I'll think, come up with five other alternatives. Right. Um, so I'm going to try and do that. I'm going to try and fit that in uh, naturally. Um, what else can I do? You know what? Shall I send you the TED Talk on emotional self-help? Uh, first aid, sorry. <gasps> yes, please. <laughs> yes. I love TED Talks. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it's so important because oh, people are so unwell and it's their brains. It's their thoughts that are making them unwell. I'm going to ask you, do you do counseling and stuff? Because I think you'll be a brilliant counselor. I don't do counseling. I was not trained in counseling. I think you should think about it. <laughs> um, I think, you know, this is a bit personal, but but I think I would find it hard for me. Yes. You know, because I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I feel so much for people ah. that, that for me it would be, I think if people would tell me like all the depressing stuff all day long, that would destroy me, even though I might do a good job but it would be Actually, very hard for me. So it will be very draining for you. Yeah. I, okay, you know, I love to, you know, if I help, if I can help out people and, you know, you see progress and stuff, but I, you know, psychiatrist, counselor, uh, no. uh, other th people are better than that. But I think, you know, a little bit of it comes into, you know, what I'm doing now, because basically now we got a little bit into it, right? Not big time, but a little bit. Yes. So this is the perfect balance for me. Like, you know, you kind of, you can dip into it. You, you don't feel freaked out, you know, when it gets a little bit more serious, but, mm -hmm. but not in a way that you kind of, you That's know, not hear nothing else the whole yeah. day. That would be very hard for me. That's very true, actually. And you're great that you actually know what would you know what you don't want and what you don't need in your life. So that's very good. Yeah, but I have a great deal of respect for people who can, you know, who can do this and really help people without getting burnt out themselves yeah it's very true i think i would take it all on board as well and i'd be like oh my god i'm <laughs> drained yeah all right so that was the coaching call the second one actually we did three in total and here is how it ended it's just a really short three minutes three minutes summary of what happened next you had a vacation so did you get to think about anything we talked about or um, I did, and it's just very interesting because I remember we were talking about that that uh, job interview and everything, mm -hmm. and it's quite funny just to fill you in. Um, I was due to meet with the person the second time, and I was waiting for ten minutes, and finally went into her office, and she just didn't have time. So it's rescheduled for tomorrow, but she's actually sick. So I don't know when it's going to happen, but anyway, that's that with that. Um, and I have actually just with um, things when I think oh, a negative thing, I think like okay, think of at least. 10 other alternatives so i have been doing that and it's very good okay i'm glad so i like that okay anything else i, sh I should know um oh i did well i have been on vacation so last night i got my clothes ready for this morning and i felt very good in work today so that's a good thing is also tonight i'll get my clothes ready as well prior to going to bed okay good so we talked about quite a lot of things last time Yes. So I was just wondering, did you, oh, did you get around, probably not because you were on vacation, but did you get around to check out any of the resources I referred you to? Yeah, I didn't check the podcast, but I did look up, uh, I did listen to the TED Talks. Right, yeah. Um, and about the um, emotional first aid. Yeah. And I think it's so true. And even when I was in Ireland, I was actually telling my mother and my sister about it, that, um, 
you know, my parents did a great job bringing us up and parents do great jobs, but no one really ever educates us on our emotions and how to deal with emotions. And my sister has three girls, so I was just telling her to really try and look into it for her girls so that they can have some sort of tools or or something mm-hmm. to fall back on. So I, I, that was good that I got to pass it on to someone. Uh, the strengths profiler, I think, is very good with regard to um, with regard to my work. Yeah, no, I really am actually. And just with regard to all these other, other things as well, I'm reading. And to be honest, um, just even speaking with you, even even though I just spoke with you twice, I just found it very, um, just really wonderful. You're just, I think you're a wonderful person to speak with. It's really, really nice. Thank you very uh, much. And very clear. And um, when you explain things, you explain them so well. So yeah, just really, really good. I've really enjoyed it. But I think, I think I'm in a good place. Okay. Um, and I'm going to continue with all of my little things to make me happy right. and positive and my little affirmations and stuff cool yeah so i can't think of anything else maybe i might come along to one of your um positive psychology days again please do so please yeah. do when you find the time and you like the topic come along yeah definitely i think i will so yeah i can't really think of anything all right then let's leave it at that okay cool listen thank you so much Kristen, for including me in this i really enjoyed it sure thanks very much and okay. um Thank you and all the best and see oh. you at a meetup or somewhere else. Yes. Okay. And, and mind yourself, Kristen. Thank you. We'll do. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay. Before I finish up, we have a couple of reviews to read. So let's get started with those. Simon writes, based on evidence, this brings you invaluable insight in different aspects of life to increase your flourishing and well-being. It will influence how you look at life and interaction with others. I highly recommend it. Five stars. Thank you very much, Simon. And then uh, Heidi says, my honest opinion. Enjoyable, interesting, articulate, and practical. I have been a listener and follower of Kristen for a few years now. I'm also an avid yet picky follower of a great many psychology and spirituality topics. Kristen's podcasts are just the right balance of lighthearted, fun, relaxed, easy listening while also informative well thought out covering the main current movements of thoughts in current positive psychology research easy overview of main theory and concepts while also giving very grounded practical takeaways that can be quickly applied and transformative in everyday life i personally have found following her podcast worth my time thanks a lot heidi for leaving this review all right i hope you enjoyed this episode of the Positive Psychology Podcast. You can find more episodes on iTunes or by visiting thepositivepsychologypodcast.com. No dashes, no nothing. Just thepositivepsychologypodcast.com. You can find all the episodes on there as well as more information about the kind of work I do. All right. I hope you enjoyed this. Speak to you next week. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Positive Psychology Podcast. We're saying goodbye with Happy Yogurt.